The conversations and information provided are not intended to substitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not reflect the view of Humana Military or the Department of Defense. Welcome to the Operation Within podcast, where we talk about health and a deeper sense of well-being. Operation Within is a collective initiative to optimize holistic health matters and nourish within community, within self, and within family. Thank you for joining the conversation on Operation Within podcast. We are your hosts, Mel and Marty, and our conversations are real, they're raw, and reflective. These conversations offer meaningful dialogue on experiences within the military community, oriented to empower and strengthen health and vitality in our communities who serve. We want to give a special thanks to Humana Military and our partners who have brought Operation Within to life. Let's dive in. All right. We are excited to be here. It's Marty and Mel. Oh, good to see you, Mel. Good to, good to hear you again. Likewise. I am grateful to be here with you. And we're going to talk about a topic that, you know, is a little taboo in the sense of people just, I mean, everybody engages with this, but people are a little uncomfortable to talk about it. And that is money. Money. <laughs> it, it, uh, it's, I think it's a little intimidating, you know, and I know when, when you, when you talk to folks, uh, my, my question is always like, do you invest? And then folks are like, well, I don't know. I guess I do a little bit. And it's, it, again, it, it depends on who you, who you talk about money with, but yeah, there, there's just different perspectives and how different people approach money. And, and, uh, but I got a question for you, Mel, right. Uh, since we're going to, we're going to talk about money, um, and just kind of really just, I, I guess I don't want financial advice. Right. I just want to just kind of get your perspective on what you think about money. But so if if you won a million dollars, right, you won the lottery, you go to HEB, get a scratch ticket or whatever. What would you do? What, what would what, what are your priorities with that million dollars right now in your life with everything else that's been going on? What would you do with those million dollars? So this is a Melissa answer. So as I respond to this, just know this is a total Melissa answer. So for one, I never uh, actually go, but in in the scenario that I did and I won a million dollars, one of the biggest things I think that people struggle with with money is their perspective on whether they're abundant or not, like whether we're rich or poor or whatever. And so when we think, okay, I I win a million dollars, now I'm rich. I really believe in and convicted that the perspective of which you look at your money and the energy of which you live your life is going to be determining whether you're poor or not, not on what you have or you don't have. So let's say I had, I won a million dollars. Nobody would ever really know because my life won't change that much. You know, I believe that it'll just, uh, you know, I mean, obviously there's, you know, things you can buy, but I've learned because I've also over the years have made great choices financially, but also not great and even the nicest things you can buy, they still can, they, they age, you know, it's like, oh, that was great. You got a high, you got, you know, you got the handbag you've been dreaming about, but you know, at some point, like you're still back to you. And at the end of the day, you can't, you know, wherever you go, there you are. So, you know, getting a million dollars or having a ton of money, we know, and you know, Marty and I were talking before the episode about how many celebrities or people who might have a ton of money it doesn't mean you're happy. And I think everybody knows this. Like we know that 
money doesn't equivalent to happiness. So why, you know, it's like we have this constant longing to just to have a million dollars. Yeah. But you have, you have to tell me what you would do with a million dollars. You know, again, I haven't really thought about this. This is, (laughs) I haven't thought about this. Put you on the Um, spot. I know. Yeah, I know. I'd probably, um, honestly, there's a lot of stuff I'm passionate about and, um, I tend, you know, even with my business, when I grow it, I want to give things back to the community because I like to be around happy people. I like to be around, um, I like to see beautiful things happen. So, you know, of course, like doing things for my own home and keep, you know, ensuring that we're grounded, but, I want to see beautiful things grow and bloom around me. So I'm sure I would, I'd probably pursue more um, like philanthropic, see, this is a word I can't say, philanthropic. Yes. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is. Yeah. So you would give, you would give your money away in some way, some shape or form. Well, it'd come back in ways too. Like, I think that's an investment too. And we, we get what we give always comes back to us. So, but yeah. obviously I probably want to be part of it. Like I am the yeah. type where I give, but I want to be part of growing it and being involved in it. So, and seeing people impacted by it. So there's your. Okay. All right. I'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. that <laughs> okay. We'll, so we'll, what we'll would e- you do with a million dollars? We'll accept that answer. So funny you ask. So we used to, uh, back in, uh, when I used to teach and, and this was a, a, an exercise we used to do when we used to talk about money and how we manage money for for the government and for the military. And uh, any of you that are familiar with the military, you know that September, uh, it's the end of the fiscal year, right? So all, you know, folks are are kind of wrapping up, you know, spending, and they're trying to use, you know, do last minute purchases or whatever. Uh, You know, and and, and there's there's a lot of questions are like, are we spending our money judiciously? Are we, is there fraud, waste, or abuse, or whatnot? So uh, if, you're, if you've served in the military, you know what I'm talking about, right? And again, and I think in our families as well, you're like, hey, you know, uh, do we have enough money to go on this trip? Or, you know, do we, we need to pay the bills? Who cares about the bills? Let's just go to this concert, like whatever. There's so many different perspectives. So this is Marty's answer, right? What would I do with a million dollars? So um, again, this is not an advertisement for Hyundai, but I would buy all my friends Hyundai Accents, Right, all my close friends, Hyundai Accents, and we would be cruising, go to Vegas or go to the beach. Is we that would, a we, truck? What is that? Hyundai Accent is a small little hatchback car. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, and it is just definitely, it's great on gas, right? Not very sexy, not very appealing. But, yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would have fun with it. Because if I just won a million dollars on a scratch ticket, you know, minutes before I didn't have that. And I had a perfectly good life, and we were going, and I was buying groceries, so the million dollars is icing on the cake. Let's go, man. Let's go have a good time. So whoever's with me or longtime friend that I've stayed connected with me, uh, just know that I'd be calling you up and we're going to go have a good time. Uh, you know, obviously take care of the girls, you know, buy a cool lawnmower, you know, maybe pay off a, a little debt. We don't have a lot of debt. So I'll pay off a little debt, but it's just one of those things where it's like, cool, just, just kind of keep going. I wouldn't give up my job. I'd still keep working just because... You know, but it's 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 just funny how when we ask these questions, right, about a million dollars or what would you what would you do with a million dollars? I think it does reveal a little bit about your values, right, and and how you kind of see yourself, see the world. Um, and when I used to ask this question back at the schoolhouse, you get a, a, a different answer. It's like, well, you know, I would invest and I would you know get a financial advisor and and you need to plan for the future. And it was very interesting to me because. I was never, I I didn't, I I didn't grow up as a person who would invest. I'm like, man, I've got four bucks in my pocket. Let's go spend it. You know, right now I've got five bucks in my pocket. I already, 
offered to buy you coffee, you and Oz, right? And maybe after this uh, conversation, we'll just grab a quick coffee. But uh, yeah, that's that's the way I view the world. It's it's I'm comfortable enough where you know I'm not I'm not you know I'm not rich uh, financially. I guess I don't know, but I'm rich in life. I've got good friends and and I've got good relationships and. If I want to go get a coffee, I'm going to go get a coffee, whether I have a million dollars or not. But, but I just think this is cool that we're talking about money because this, this, this can get a little uncomfortable, especially, you know, I guess when you transition, uh, especially when you transition, money is huge. When you move, money is huge. Or when you're waiting to take that perfect vacation, waiting for that perfect moment. And the right moment is now. You know, sometimes that perfect moment never comes, so you just have to kind of do what you need to do. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to see where we go with this. And, uh, but yes, that's what I would do with my million bucks. I would blow it on my friends, maybe save a little bit, buy me a cool lawnmower, uh, get me some <laughs> coffees and, and that's then amazing. just, and just, just continue on with life as if I was, you know, minutes before I had that, that winning lotto ticket. So there's your, there's my answer. That is beautiful. And I love what you highlighted because about presence and happiness and the reality of this whenever we explore and unpack a little bit of what we want because you know when you ask yourself that question it's like I mean as you you literally you guys all just witnessed me like processing like for a moment what I don't know and I probably didn't give the perfect answer I could probably think about it longer but the reality is is it does bring up what your desires are but then I want to invite you to reframe this a little bit so if you were able to buy all your friends those cars and if I was you know, able to grow and create anything I wanted in the world, how would that make me feel? And I know for me, like a big one of my values, like I want to, um, I love, you know, watching things grow that I'm involved in, right? Or watching things transform. I'm like a, like an alchemist over here. Like I like to make like change something up and I like to see it. So if I can, if that's how I feel, that's what I want to feel. How can I bring that into my now moment? If I seen your friends happy, uh, how does that make you feel? It might make you feel like you're a, a loving person or that you're supportive. Well, what if you recognize that you already are that loving person and you are supportive? And that is a big piece of how we change our life because our perspective is so much of what informs the reality of which we live in. Because ultimately... You know, we only know what we know. And a lot of the way we view the world is made up by a cultural framework of knowing. Like we've been told, you know, you know, go to school and get a job and do this, you know, do the, this is how you do life and this is what will make you happy. But that's what we were told. It doesn't mean that's what it's true. And when we do these exercises or you start to ask yourself and unpack a little bit, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? We'll pull the feeling out of it. And then how do you bring that to your now moment? Like, why can't you feel that way now? And then watch how your life changes. And I think, uh, well, first, um, before I, I, I inject um, uh, based on what you just said, but I think some of my friends would be like, why are you giving me a Hyundai accent? Why not like a Corvette? <laughs> oh, why don't, like, I just imagine uh, Marty riding on the hill country roads with all his friends and these, riding, well, instead of, you know, motorcycle gangs, usually, no, no, Marty's got the... We've got Hyundai accent hatchbacks, one liter, <laughs> so small little awesome. cars. But yeah, so again, I'm not, this is, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, uh, again, I'm not advertising for Hyundai. I'm just, that's the car because I can afford more of them, you know, for all my friends. I've got quite a few friends. But uh, no, I think you're right. I think per, our perspective is framed, you know, it, it's culturally based. Um, and I know, I, I know for us, big family growing up, uh, money was, money was an issue. Money was an issue uh, every day, every week. 
And uh, I remember, uh, I do remember my dad used to go to the local gas station, cash his check, and then he put his money in his pocket. That was the bank. And, and that's what we were like, okay, so this is what we have to survive for this next week is whatever my dad has in his pocket. And I'm like, wow, that was, that was wild. That's pretty wild, you know? And, you know, we just kind of go through life and do what we need to do. Uh, when I joined the military, I didn't know about bank accounts until I joined the military. I actually uh, got a briefing and they said, hey, did you know you can get a, a, a bank card or checks? Well, back then it was checks, right? It wasn't the check card wasn't there yet. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, don't I just cash my check and put it in my pocket? Right. And don't I just do that? Because that's what I learned. That, that was a I learned wanna, behavior. I want to just because I want you to continue your story. But to point out, do you see how a lot of the perspective of how we understand money is by what was modeled? And this is why it's so important to unpack. So continue. This oh, is absolutely. Yeah. So again, so just seeing that that behavior and again, and, and it was it was like, OK, so this is what you do. So my first uh, few months in the military, I used to go cash my check. And then, then it was like a buddy of mine was like, hey, man, why don't you just get a bank, a bank account? I'm like, why would I do that? It's like, because it's easier. Because it, it, you can get something called direct deposit. Mind blown, right? <laughs> this, is, this is 1994, right? This is 1994. It seems like forever ago. And, and I, you know, I was, that was the first time I had been exposed to something called direct deposit. What is that? And how do you, what do you mean you, there's a savings? Yeah, you, you need to have 50 bucks in your savings account to keep your account open. No way. And that 50 bucks, it, it actually, you, you earn interest on it. What's interest? Well, you earn money on your money. How is that possible? I, why don't I just cash it, keep it in my pocket? So all these things were just new to me. I'm like, nah, dude, I just want to cash my check and go spend it. Because that's what, I, and I just want to survive this next week. And, and, you know, and, and that behavior, I mean, over time, that changes as you add a family, as you move, and you kind of get exposed to different peoples and different, um, their different views on, on how to save or how to spend money, you know, then you just start kind of adjusting your behavior. And that's what happened to me. But early on, man, I was like, Bob, cash it, put it in your pocket, let's go. And, and some of that, honestly, based on how I want to spend my million bucks, I think it still carries over because I'm like, man, I just want to spend it. Let's go. Let's go blow this money and just serve it. Let's get through today and have a great time. Who cares? Well, and one thing too is this is everybody has their own relationship and value with how they spend money because, you know, to one person, they might say somebody who spends five to eight dollars on coffee or lattes a day is frivolous. But the reality is, is that that same person might be spending tons of money on fishing equipment and the coffee person's like, who cares about the fishing equipment? So our, it's like if we give ourselves permission to be clear about the things that light us up. And then we, because money, one big mistake I think that people make around money is they view it as this, like it's the thing that controls the world. All and all money is, is a resource. It's just energy. And you give it the story. Like the story that you give it is what's going to control how you interact with it. And so if you feel that without this, you can't be happy. Well, I promise it's probably going to show up in your reality that if you don't have that much money, in your bank account or the numbers that you want and you're bound to this number, then that's going to be who you're, what you're a slave to. And that's what you're giving your power away to versus saying, okay, I have this in this now moment and being present. Now, one thing y'all, I am not a financial expert. What I know is because I've ran businesses, I've had a lot of experience and I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned, um, I'll never forget one of the, um, in 2019, 
I had to clean up some things and I was like, like I was looking at numbers and going, I cannot believe I spent this much money on these mistakes because those mistakes cost me big. And I'll, I'll never forget it because I was um, in my panic. I was like, I got to listen to Dave Ramsey. I've got to fix this. So I'm like on this Dave Ramsey kick and he talks about how our mistakes are like tuition. And I realized that you know, because I didn't go to business school, but I did pay tuition and my experiences and the money that I quote unquote lost, which the reality is, is that because I believe wholeheartedly, it's because of my perspective of money, like it comes back. But, you know, at the time, like looking back, no, that was my tuition for school. It was life school and I had to pay it. And I learned a lot. And let me tell you, I am a much better business or, uh, owner and um, practitioner than I've ever been because of those experiences. Was this when you were uh, setting up your first yoga uh, business or was it when you were writing your book? What, what, when did this happen? So this, I, at the time I had um, four yoga studio locations in San Antonio. I got a little excited and I'll actually share a really beautiful story because so in 2018, I had the opportunity to franchise and um, I still think it's a beautiful concept, the self-care shala or the self-care studio, because there's yoga studios, there's all these different things out there, but to have a space that brought in mindfulness, mental health, journaling, like the whole thing, which I'm actually launching a virtual one of these literally um, in the month of September this year, but going back, I was wanting to, I wanted a franchise and I uh, was working with an attorney and moving forward in that direction. And so at the time I had already had two locations and I was going to look at a third. And what ended up happening was I'm sitting in this like shell of a um, commercial space and envisioning like how the studio work would work. I'm in, I'm having meetings and conversations with people who want to buy in and pursue and build this franchise. And I'm looking around, I'm listening to the numbers and I'm just like, what am I doing? Cause the last thing I want to do, going back to why it's important to be clear about how you want to spend your time and what it's not even what you do. It's who you are. Like, who are you? I'm not a micromanager. I don't want to be managing a bunch of people. I'm a creator. I am a creative and that's what I do. So I'm sitting there going, what am I getting myself into? Because I don't want to run a bunch of franchises. Like I want to create. And I had already had too many. I felt like I was too deep in. I was like, man, I've had all these conversations. There's money on the table. I've spent money. This is, you know, at that point I trademark things like I was in it. And I have, there's an exercise I do with my yoga teacher trainees and I have them answer three questions. The first question is, um, what is it that you want to, like, why are you sharing this practice or why are you doing, essentially it's asking, why are you doing what you're doing? And then it asks you, why are you the right person to do it? And then it asks you, why is now the time? And for me, you know, when, cause that's a, you know, I practice everything I teach. So for me, I've always written like part, like what, um, why am I the right person to do it? It's because of my experiences. Like, what do I want to serve? The military is a big piece of my heart and I want to be able to have a life with my husband. And then of course, why is now the time? It's like, because I, I believe like they're the only time is right now. Like you, the biggest illusion people fall into is the belief that tomorrow it'll happen. So with that being said, I'm sitting there, this all hits me at once in this like empty commercial space. And I'm like, okay, this has nothing to do with the military. This has nothing, like this is not going to be helpful for my marriage because now I have like, how am I going to move around with my husband owning franchises all over San Antonio and growing it? 
And so that evening I went home and I had to send some uncomfortable emails and have some very uncomfortable conversations. But literally within three weeks after saying no to that, the opportunity to open the yoga studio, the first yoga studio on a military base happened. And then so I was able to invest that money and uh, create Mill Mind Body on Fort Sam. And then uh, like more opportunities unfolded. So that was the beautiful thing that happened. But um, by the end of the year, because I had made some you know choices in 2018 and early 2019, and then just I, I had a team of like 14, 16 teachers. Like I was, it was just a lot. And um, I was not counting my sheep. Uh, one of the best advice as a business owner, or I think just as anybody, like you should count your sheep. Like know what you got coming in, know what you got going out. I had so many moving pieces that um, it wasn't until it kind of all just, it got loud. And then I started looking and realizing that I had to do something about it. And if I want to say I run a business and if I want to say that I'm, you know, I'm this, like I got to do the work. So I, I cleaned up. Yeah, that's, um, I'll tell you that um, as, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking back to, you know, th- th- we are, you know, the result of our experiences, right? As we go through life, and 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 one of the things you just mentioned, you talked about, you know, that you share with your your yoga instructors, is why are you sharing this practice? You know, why are you the right person, and why is this the right time? And I'm just reflecting back on on this podcast, right? You know, why are we sharing these stories and these experiences, right? Why are we the right people to do this, and why is this the right time? And it just it just struck me, right? So I wrote it down. I jotted it down, and this is going to go down in my journal, right? For, for this 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 uh, this um, podcast experience, because uh, all of the things that have kind of happened in my life and in my military career and even childhood, uh, we're able to kind of share uh, with this audience, with folks like us, you know, military families, military members, you know, uh, dependents or just friends. They're going to be like, wow, that was actually kind of cool. Like I can I can totally relate to that. But uh, I remember, um, you know, you talked about your 2018. And I remember back in, uh, so I lived in North Carolina. We talked about the, that connection. My daughter was born in North Carolina, uh, 1999 to 2004, 03, 04. And uh, we, we had a uh, two-bedroom apartment. Uh, we, lived, uh, we lived downtown Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh, man. And we had a little... Chevy Cavalier, you know, little, little Chevy Cavalier. And, and, uh, and I'll tell you that, that, uh, that time living in the apartment, uh, there was, uh, I think about once a month we would go to the pawn shop and we would have to go sell something because we're like, man, we're not making it. Rent is super expensive. We have to buy groceries. I was an E4 at the time, E5 young sergeant, you know, with a family. And it's like, how do we, you know, and, and it was, it was tough. I mean, it was, it was tough. And, but you, we made it happen. You know, we had a great time. You know, the, the, the girls, uh, my, my daughter was born, we moved on base. So the, the expenses were less, you know, we were able to, to afford a second vehicle. And, and it, so again, through, throughout our career, you know, we we're just kind of like, I'm not saying we were living week to week or month to month, but we weren't definitely, I wasn't thinking about, Hey man, what are we going to do in 10 years? Or, or what about the girls, uh, you know, college and what they're going to do? I'm like, man, I have the GI Bill. They're good. They're going to yeah. at least, they're going to get at least their <laughs> associates and, and we're fine. But I wasn't thinking about, hey, man, I need to invest money and I need to do this. It's like, you know, we're working hard. We're, we're having these good experiences. We're going to try to travel and we're going to just try to have fun, right? And, uh, and that's how we viewed money. That's how I viewed money anyway. You know, uh, uh, my wife, Patty, she's like, what are you doing? Like, we, we need to pay the bills. Absolutely, we're going to pay the bills. We're not going to not pay the bills. 
But uh, we we did some some fun things. We did some crazy things. So much so that one time, this I told you I was going to share a story. Uh, we have these friends of ours that we met uh, in Turkey, and uh, they moved on. They PCS and they went to other assignments, and uh, uh, and uh, we moved on to North Carolina. But we've stayed in touch. And when they they moved to Maryland, that was a five hour drive from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I was like, man, we're going to go up to Maryland, go up to DC. It's going to be great. So we were like, you know what? We're going to go and hang out with, with our friends, and, and we're going to have a blast. And how are we going to do it? I don't know, but we're going to go have some fun. So we went to a, a, we went and got a loan. We went and got a loan for $500 just so we could go and party with our friends down in, in Maryland, right? I was like, we're going to have a good time. We're going to pay this off. It's going to be fine, but I don't want to go up there with 100 bucks or 50 bucks just to pay gas and be like, hey, what's going on? I mean, we could have. But I was like, no, we're going to cook and we're going to have a good time. And we that's the way I viewed it. It's like we're going to go have a good experience. Now, was that was that normal? No, that's not what people do or that's not what 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 you your your well, that's coach like or what told they'll tell you to do right? in the military. But yeah, that, I think that's, a that's, lot of people can relate to that, though, because, yeah, like, I mean, credit cards, so many people use those. And I, I want to say, OK, every like financial advisor is probably going to like roll their eyes. I know they're going to roll our eyes. At us. But, <laughs> but the reality is, is that, you know, it's a resource that I don't think it's, I think, I don't think it's a fair resource because, you know, the banks have the upper hand. I mean, interest, yeah. if you're not going to pay that off soon. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we pay the loan off, we move on, we, we, we PCS from that assignment, no harm, no foul, but we had a blast. We went to, to Maryland and we had a blast with our friends. Again, is that the right way to do it? I don't know, but that's what we did, and we, we had a good time. And, you know, and again, we go on through our lives, and, you know, and we as, as you mature and, and, you know, you progress in rank, you make a little bit more money, you know, and then you start making some some different decisions based on, on previous behaviors. Like, okay, maybe I don't want to do that every time I'm going to go see my friends. We're doing a little bit better, right, and, and we're just going to have a good time. Uh, but I do remember, uh, I do remember towards the latter part of my our career, uh, we've been wanting to go to Disney forever. And I mean forever, right? And again, I'm not advertising for any of these vehicles or businesses. I'm just, this is the experience, it's right? Disney. <laughs> it's Disney. We've been wanting to go to Disney forever, man. And, and we kept putting it off. We kept putting it off. There's not enough money. There's not enough time, not enough money, not enough time. We always kept saying that not enough money, not enough time. I'm thinking, you know what? We're never going to have enough money and it's, there's, there's never going to be enough time. We just need to make it happen. So we literally, I put in for leave and the it was my wife and I and the girls. We went to Disney, and we we had a budget. We're like, we're gonna blow this much money, not a million dollars, but we could have for sure because it's everything's expensive. It's, yeah, Disney. Disney is. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, we went. I think we went to Disney, and we 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 took four thousand dollars with us, and we spent every last penny of it. Not no regrets. Get your little you know your little uh, bell or shirt and hat and and straw and everything costs forever and enjoy the food because this is a, but the time that we spent together as a family and the time that, you know what, we finally went, we, we, the road trip and, and, you know, the, um, waking up in, in, you know, at the hotel and getting breakfast together and kind of walking or on the park and, and taking the little trolley, you know, from park to park. That's cool. That's a memory that, that we got to experience as mil- as a military family. And it was an investment, right? It was an investment, so my girls, whenever they have their families, right, and it's you have to make time. You have to create 
uh, that opportunity. And yes, it's going to, it's going to require a resource. It's going to require well, money. That's the thing is like it, it, it's a investment into your future in the sense of you feeling uh, connected and like you're creating those feelings for yourself and it's a resource, right? Like that's what money is here to be is a resource. It's a valued exchange, but also too values exchange through now moments with one other person, right? There's a lot of experiences and things in life where we can create value. So, you know, as it comes to judging ourselves of like, is this the right, like what's the best right choice? I mean, there's a reason there's a bajillion things out there for financial advice. I don't think anybody really knows. I think people think they know, but the reality is, is that it's about what brings you more ease. Because if you're listening to Marty's story, the difference between somebody saying, wow, like I had, I spent all $4,000 and oh, we don't have that money. And that energy of which that's being shared versus it was such an amazing time is a total different experience because I want to invite you to think about the things about money that stress you out. What if you were to shift that from stress to ease, like knowing that you're always supported? And here's the deal. Faith is not that which you see. Okay, this is faith we're talking about. And then continuing to do the right things in your life that attract more money in the fact that you go to work every day, right? It's these choices or maybe you're creating or you're, you know, with my business, for example, I am very grateful. I've never used credit, never took out a loan, never did anything like that. I negotiated. I asked for what I needed. I, you know, whether it was with rent or, you know, but when I sat down uh, to to discuss what I can do or when it came to building out the studios, it was, I looked at what I had and then I got really creative and there's a lot of things I did by hand and I put a lot of love into because I didn't have the money to hire a contractor to go do that. And so there are places and things that you negotiate with, but you don't have to compromise. You just collaborate. So if you don't have that money to go to Disney and spend like, you know, whatever, but you know, is there other experiences, you know, that like just asking and being aware of what you're depriving yourself around because deprivation is going to attract more deprivation. And if you believe that you're deprived, again, that's probably going to show up in your reality versus shifting to trusting. Like when you think about your debt, like at the, having a little ease around, okay, well, I'm so grateful that there's resources that allowed me. Um, you know, we have an experience where we lived off of a credit card for a time period. Um, and, you know, I've shared this, I think, with the food insecurity stuff, maybe not in the podcast, but, you know, of course, at the time, no way did I think that we were food insecure or that this was, you know, it was a quiet thing, but it was a resource that's, that got us through a pretty tough time that we needed to get through. And I'm grateful that, that was an option. So the I think that the energy of which, uh, the perspective of which you are in relationship to your experiences will define how you continue to move forward throughout your life. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, I, I've had uh, friends, coworkers, peers, just like you, you just mentioned, you know, I've, I'm living off a credit card. I mean, right now there's folks who are, you know, that they're struggling to pay rent, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You, you're yes. grinding it out and hey, I'm a college student and I'm, man, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, you know, hold down a couple of jobs. I have to pay for my tuition. You know, I have loans that are outstanding and, and I'll pay them off and it's going to take a while, but I'm doing what I need to do. Uh, and I see these folks thriving. They're out there just, just grinding it out, doing a great, they're doing a great job. Uh, but again, they're, they're doing what they need to do to be happy. 
And and yeah, they 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 use a credit card, and and I mean it is what it is. I, I've seen it though when you go to the BX or you go to a store, and or how you pay for gas. I don't know if you've noticed this. It's sometimes like what credit card you pull out. Like you you kind of see people kind of hide it. And I know military families. If you're familiar with a star card, right? The 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 little credit card that you get at the at the base exchange or the post exchange. I've seen people. They're just completely. I mean, they're just they're they're almost ashamed. It's like, man, I, I've got to pull out this this star card because I want to pay for Charlie's because I want Charlie's today, or I want Taco Bell. But that's something that's that is a form of of currency that you can use at the exchange, not available to any other families, right? But if you're at the exchange, you can use that form of of currency, right? But I know it's it's weird, and it's just it's some folks have a hard time. Can, and I don't know if it's because of it's a status thing where they want to kind of project maybe a different type of status or or they're just like, I don't want people in my business, whatever it is. I know it makes people uncomfortable sometimes. But you know what? If 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 I need to get dog food or I need to get something at the, at the commissary or, or at, the, at the exchange or whatever, and and that credit card is my last resort and that's what I've got, then that's what I'm going to use. That, that That's my perspective anyway. Well, and if you have because the root of it is shame. Right. There's like this shame. And if that's the real shame is actually they've done um, studies on how the body resonate resonant. Oh, my gosh. Resonates at um, different emotions. And shame is the lowest. Then it's fear and then it's hate and then it goes up. Okay, shame is a very heavy feeling. And if we're in relationship to money with shame, usually that I want to invite if this is coming up for you, if you're listening to this. There's an underlying narrative. There's a story that you have subscribed to about that experience or about money that cultivates shame. And I know people, for example, who, for example, like this is an example, is if you grew up in a household where whenever you asked for what you needed, there was a negative response or people would get upset. Well, you're probably very uncomfortable to ask for help or ask to, you know, um, for the things you want in life. It's not just financially, but even just asking for a, a pay raise or, you know, I work with people all the time through mentoring that it's like, I have this beautiful idea for a, for a business I want to create, but I can't ask for these prices. Like I'm uncomfortable to ask people for money. That's not necessarily that there's something wrong with you. It's that there's an experience that you've had that you got to process and unpack a little bit because that's connected to a story that shaped your cultural framework of knowing. Right. So if we start to identify why we connect with shame versus abundance and trust. Right. If like at the time, you know, again, because it's it's it felt I reflect back to like sometimes when it was hard with money um, and I'm like life is just that like there's it doesn't make you different or worse or anything like humans are humans. And actually, if you look at statistics, it's shocking. Um, And everybody walks around with, you know, nails down Gucci bags and you know, nice cars. And it's like, whoa, if you look at the statistics, um, but if you have shame inserted into your relationship with how you carry yourself about, I mean, and again, whether you have whatever you have, or maybe you go on trips a lot, but there's shame around spending. I want to invite you to explore where that comes from and how can you change your story? And the, the shift comes from knowing that when I what if you change the story of that when you spend money, you have less, that actually when you spend money, you get more money back. And it's kind of like when you nourish something, it nourishes you back. 
and just starting to renegotiate your stories with how you feel. It's not about what you do. Going back to, you know, if you had that million million dollars, it's not about exactly what you do or, you know, what you buy. It's the experiences, the feelings of which that come with that. So how can you bring more of the feeling? So then you're connecting with contentment and gratitude and joy. And then, you know, if you need a little help, you're just, you have ease about it. And it's not this drama, right? Because we create the story. And if you're listening to this and feeling like, okay, she's crazy. Like it's a big deal. It's a problem. Like we can't be downplaying this. That's because you're probably stuck in a story that is really uncomfortable to break out of. But I invite you that if you break out of it on the other side, there's a lot of lightness where you can now be in a healthier relationship with money and awareness and yourself. You're talking about, uh, you know, nourishing coming back. So in, um, during our time and, and I, and, and I normally don't talk about Patty, uh, my wife, Patty, but this is absolutely relevant to the discussion. And I'm going to share, uh, uh, I, I'm not saying it's her perspective on money, but just her perspective on life. Right. So, uh, there was a time we, we owned a business or she owned a business and, and she owned a, a daycare and we lived in Arizona and, uh, anybody that, that, and uh, for our listeners, uh, childcare, it's not cheap. You're telling me <laughs> Ch- childcare is expensive. And at the time, this is, again, this is in uh, 2000, uh, mid 2000, right? 2004, 2007. And we had a daycare at the home. And I was like, you know, we had to transform our house. And there's a lot of rules. But you know what? She wanted to do that because our daughter was small. Our daughters were, were, were still little. And she wanted to uh, uh, raise them and educate them. But also, she didn't want to leave the home. She wanted to be at the, in the home with them. So she compromised. She's like, okay, I want to watch kids, but I want to have my own business because I want to be my own boss. So she, she had the, the, uh, uh, the vision uh, to transform our home and, and offer a, a daycare for six kids, right? It's like, I want to welcome six kids to my house and then have uh, uh, other kids rotate in. And I'm going to charge $100 for an infant, an infant with diapers, uh, $75 for, you know, uh, $75 a week, $100 a week, right? And that's, that's cheap, uh, considering what you pay at the child development center or another daycare, $75 for, you know, a, a two-year-old, three-year-old potty trained, uh, you know, five, six-year-old, same thing, 60 bucks, regardless of your rank, regardless of who you are. And if you take a day off and they don't come, then we'll refund you that 20 bucks per day. Right. So she had the cheapest, lowest prices on base. Uh, her kids, <laughs> used to go on trips. She used to, you know, teach them and, and educate them and, you know, uh, you know, give them these soft skills, right. And these basic skills that they needed so they could be ready for pre-K. And, uh, and over time, I mean, we had a waiting, we had a line, like folks, they wanted to be in our daycare so much so that other providers were like, Hey man, you, you need, you're lowballing all of us. Like you need to, you know, you need to uh, raise our prices cause you're making us look bad. And she's like, well, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it, you know, for that E3, that family, that e- E2 that has two kids. And think about it. If they have two kids and diapers, that's $200 a week. That's a lot of money for an E2, an E3. And remember, I told you, we were, we were going to the pawn shop trying to get money so we could, you know, we could just kind of make it. So she was just trying to say, hey, maybe I can help out and I can provide a resource to the people on base. I don't care about breaking the bank. And even with that... Um, she was still, I mean, she was still rolling in some, some good money every week, every month. But I, I, I used to always appreciate the fact that it was never about like, Hey, I just want to kind of break the bank. I want to provide a service and I'm going to try to help out these families any way I can. 
And that paid huge dividends because even for the three years that we were in Arizona, our house was never empty. And if anybody ever needed uh, care, anybody ever needed uh, support, uh, she actually cared for uh, uh, one of our kids, one of our kids, uh, baby Jacob. He's now a high schooler, right? Not not baby anymore. And we still were friends with the family. Uh, he helped care for that kid when when mom deployed to Iraq for four months. So she helped raise this kid. And again, all out of the goodness of her heart, like no matter what time you need me. And again, so investing, right? Nourishing and kind of how do I invest in, in my community? And again, she had a line of, 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 of grateful parents, right? And, and friendships that, you know, lasted this long. Why? Because she wasn't trying to break the bank with these folks. Hey, I'm just trying to provide a service. I still want to get paid. I still want to make a little bit of money. Um, and again, fast forward to now during COVID, she make ma- she makes masks, right? Little facial masks and, uh, she sells them for five bucks and they're all, you know, custom made and whatever design you want. And I was like, why don't you sell them for like 10 bucks, man? You'd be breaking the bank right now. She's like, no, I mean, I can help, you know, folks at the, at the child development center or whatever. And I, I can provide a service, but that's her mindset. She's always really been drawn to how can I help make a little bit for me, but I'm not, I'm not going to try to break the bank. And I just think that's so admirable, you know, that that's, that's kind of based on our, on our upbringing. It's like, we know we don't have a lot, but we're definitely rich in, in relationship and friends and family. And that's to us, I know to me, that's what matters the most. And to her, I think that's what matters the most. And again, I, I don't talk about Patty, but I just think she's like this perfect example of how she's not tied to, you know, how much money is in her bank account or whatever. It's like, how can I just be able to provide a good resource to somebody else? So anyway, I just want to share that with you. And, and, and that I connected with your story with Patty. So I just think that's amazing. But I think that's beautiful because also too, just the being so intentional of what you give, because there has to be a karmic balance. There has to be a balance between like, if you're just giving yourself away for free or just giving, 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 and you're not getting anything back, you will deplete. And the, I see this all the time. Like I understand where, you know, you don't want to charge too low where you're hurting the market because now you're hurting everybody else. But at the same time, if you're very intentional about the mission, like she said, I'm here to serve these specific families, which by the way, if you're a military family and you have kids and you have not heard of childcare aware, please look into it. They pay, they help pay for um, childcare and preschool and it's been a lifesaver. So childcare aware. And I am, I'm promoting that. I mean, not, no, that's good. And like but, it's, but it's, folks- it's a resource. Like it's amazing because they help families out because childcare is expensive. So childcare aware, look it up. And, and uh, schools will, uh, a lot of schools are registered and eligible Um, I'm sure not just in San Antonio, but all over. So, but you know, the point is, is this karmic balance is making sure that you're giving and receiving always. But if you're scared to ask for what you need and then you don't get what you need and you walk around resentful and you don't have the resources because also just like money is a resource, so is your energy. And I'm talking about like your ability to be awake and feel good and, you know, um, uh, revitalized, like that's your energy. So making sure that you're aware of who you're giving access to that and that there is a balance, that there's a give and a take. So you're not giving from a place of not having. Yeah. And it's, uh, I I like, um, you talked about says money is, is, is energy and money is energy, you know, and I know, uh, I know right now, uh, as we are kind of, we're still reeling, we're still coping with COVID, 
And again, folks aren't, aren't, are some folks are struggling uh, just to, you know, for sustenance, right? Food and, and paying the bills and, and all those things that, 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 that kind of um, surround our lives, everything, technology, phone, connectivity, right? And, and I have, I've, I need to homeschool. Well, I better have some good connectivity at home, right? If I'm going to homeschool my, my child. So, I, I mean, money is a stressor. Money is, is, it is a stressor. It is. I'm not, not, not going to downplay the fact that money is not a stressor because it is. But I think, again, I think you just need to be comfortable uh, kind of where you're at. And I know uh, when, when money uh, is a non-issue because you've, you've, you know, it, you're, you're meeting your basic needs. I'm, I have food in the house. I'm paying my bills. And now I can kind of explore and have a little bit of fun, like buying Hyundais for everybody, right? And that's uh, that's my mission in life is to buy Hyundais for all my <laughs> friends, Hyundai accents. But no, I, I mean, I think I, I think it's just uh, just kind of gaining gaining that perspective. Now, now to be truth be told, uh, I, I do want to learn about investing. I do. I want to learn like how do I make my money grow? I do want to surround myself with people that can say, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know pay this much into your TSP, the thrift savings plan. And then over so many years, you know, this is a good investment now that you can start in retirement and then you, you'll have a little nest egg, you know, hopefully if you make it to 60 or 70, you know, you can, you can, you know, just buy hundies for everybody then, you know, or whatever it may be. But again, th- a lot of it is, is, is learning about the investing and, and kind of uh, setting myself for the future has not been a priority. Because I'm focused on the now. I'm living now. I want to enjoy myself now because, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Neither is next month or next year. And I just, I want to live now. I want to take the trip now. It, it's raining right now. 18 months. <laughs> people have been stuck at home. Yeah. Go on that trip. Take that vacation. Make that time with your family because our, our time in this earth is finite. It's not infinite, right? So there's going to be a time because I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking, man, man, I should have, I should have invested in the business. I should have taken a risk and maybe franchised. You know, maybe I should have just gone and partied with my buddies in Maryland. I, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to know that I lived a, a, a full, not necessarily healthy, maybe a full life, and and know that that I made the best of of my time on this earth. You know, and and with with what I've been given. Uh, and that's kind of why my perspective is, is like, I, I don't, um, I'm not opposed to people, you know, saving and, and I, I'm not, I mean, that, that's great that they can do that. And I do want to learn that, but that's just not a priority for me. I just, I just want to enjoy my, my days and have a good time. I think it's beautiful that you're sharing your perspective because again, with, with the uh, forefront of money and the face of it, it's like, this is what we need to do. And, and I will say personally, I'm not a crazy investor, but we do. And over the years, um, my dad, what he's such a gift, especially with just advice and stuff. And he had really empowered us to start to put money away in those bonds. As you can see, I'm not like super, um, but it grows and you forget about it. And so things like that, that just grow and it's like a simple thing. Like, absolutely. I think that like what changes it though, is the way you're in relationship to it. If you are doing it cause like you're getting obsessed with investing and stuff because you're afraid that you don't have enough. Well, you're going to continue because you got to remember the way the brain is Velcro to negativity. So what happens is, is we start to go, I don't have enough. I don't, I need to find ways to get enough. So we're operating in scarcity. And then we just create more scarcity because we're, we're programming our brain to find it. Whereas if you're like, this is cool, this is fun. And you start to ask questions and you learn, and it becomes a creative process where you're getting to play with money 
and yes, I just said play with money because it's energy. It's a resource. You can explore ways and understand, you know, okay, if like as my perspective is when I lose money, it's tuition. I learn a lesson. I don't lose my head about it. It's so funny because um, sometimes my husband, you know, and part of it's our different conditionings. And then I've done a lot of healing, a lot of healing around this. This is why I'm happily talking about it um, is because I, I have a very, it's going to be okay you know, it doesn't have to be like the, the drama, like we create the drama around it. And if you believe, if you shift your perspective, and by the way, you guys, perspective is free. The only thing it costs you is a little discipline, but it's free. Like you don't have to have anything to start changing your perspective and your belief and of the consciousness of which you're operating from. So if you want more abundance in your life, then be the abundance, be loving, hold space for people, be sweet with people, find joy. Like you're going to attract more of it. I mean, this is literally quantum physics and I won't get into all of that, but this is the laws of nature. That's the next conversation, quantum physics. It'll be a 10 hour long conversation. (laughs) But at at the end of the day, this is the laws of nature. You attract what you put out there. And so if I'm putting out there that I don't have enough and I can't enjoy this, I mean, I was telling Marty, it's like the number of people, cause again, I'm a self-care junkie. So what happens is, is, you know, I have conversations and it's like, people will spend all this money on like the bet, like this is women mostly like the best product, right. Or like for your skin or like the gorgeous candles from anthropology or whatever. Like it's a splurge. You get these gorgeous candles or these things or this you know, this spa, like those little bags that you put in the microwave and it like warms you, like things like that, right? We're like, oh, this is so nice. But we save it for the perfect occasion. Well, what happens is, is then you find it four years later with all that dust and gross stuff where you're like, man, that expired and you never used it because you're saving it. Saving it for what? Use it now. You've earned it. You, you Use it now. Absolutely. And I agree with that. You you need to use it now. And uh, as, we're, as, we're, as we're winding down our conversation, I can't believe this is, these conversations are awesome because you're like, man, this is we're, we're coming up on our on our time here. But uh, as I think back to, you know, what, what so what drives my behavior? Right. What 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 has uh, inspired my behavior? What motivates my behavior? And I do remember as a as a kid, uh, you know, big family, you know, again, one income. Uh, and I do remember that no matter what, no matter what was going on in our lives, uh, our parents always found a way to be like, OK, we're going to go to Dairy Queen. We're going to get a burger. We're going to go to Whataburger. You know, something like they would find a way to 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 go get that reward, you know, at the end of the week after a long week of work. And I, I always appreciate that. Like they, they always made they always found a way to kind of reward the kids, you know, to, to OK, we're going to we're going to get you new pair of shoes. Right. And and they weren't the best, but they're new pair of shoes. You know, that's cool. You know, at least I got something. And, uh, and again, so I think I carry that with me now. It's like, man, I, I'm going to find a way we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a good time and, and just find a way to, to at least enjoy life for a moment and smile and just say, you know what? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, but you know what? There, there's, there's a million reasons. There's a, there's a million reasons to, to be thankful for. Uh, and even though, it, you know, in spite of the negative, and again, sometimes, again, if, if we can kind of fuel our energy and, and not be bogged down by, I'm saving for, for, for a Which rainy day. Which are all day. stories. Yes, They're I'm all saving. stories we're I'm, telling ourselves. Yeah, I'm saving for, for next year. Next year, man. Next year, I'm going to take that trip. I promise. Next year, I used to tell my cadets, um, uh, it, the time to take a trip is right now, right? There, there's never enough time. There's never enough money. You need to make it happen right now. And they think I'm, the 
thought it was crazy, but I'm like, I'm telling you, there's never enough money. There's never enough time. So make the time, make it happen. You don't have to go splurge if you don't need to just, but make it happen. Well, and I think the self inquiry too of what it is that you even like, what lights you up if traveling lights you up, which hilarious. I like, I hang like my money hangs in my closet. Okay. Like I'm not a traveling type of person. It, it just depends. Um, but you know, like ask yourself, what are the things that light you up? And are you spending your time with those things? Are you in Like, are you buying things? Cause you feel like you have to, or are you buying the same brand your parents did? Because that's all, you know, right. It's like, if we can have self inquiry, then we can become more aware of the things that really don't align with us and then unpack it a little bit. And you're probably going to find that it was never your story to begin with with. Yep. I like that. So Mel, I'll tell you what, today, I, I wasn't really sure where we're going to go with this today. Um, but I like it. I was excited when we were kind of our pregame and we we're talking about uh, money. Cause I mean, I've, I've, I've sat, I've actually sat through financial analysts and listened to their advice and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> and I feel bad. I'm like, well, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. But, I uh, think it's daunting. I can think it can be it's daunting a lot. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot. And, but this is this, I think this is definitely a little bit more real. Uh, and, and I can connect with this. I can just have a good open dialogue about how we, we feel and how we kind of treat money. We give it this, this power. I mean, it, again, it, it, money is a stressor. I mean, I, I, again, I don't want to downplay that. And, and some of my behavior, I'm not, I'm not encouraging anybody to go do some of the crazy things I did, but to me, that's, that's how I've been able to kind of, uh, survive and sustain and have a good time. And cause that my goal is to live now, enjoy the moment, be present. I try to be present, right, and 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 not focus too much on what's going to happen twenty years from now. Because who knows? I'm going to be here tomorrow, you know. And 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 that that's kind of my mindset. What drives me. But uh, you know, we talked about money being a resource, and and and. Uh, but I love you said count your sheep. You talked about count your sheep. That advice that you got, you know, count your sheep, right? And uh, I think every day there's there's a lot to be thankful for. Um, you know, if I was to win a million dollars then that'd be great, I, I'd feel like, cool, that that's awesome. But I think in, in all reality, all joking aside, my, my first thought would be like, how can I help my friends and my family? How can I kind of spread the wealth and, and, and give them a piece of the pie? Because I think helping them and kind of getting them out of like, uh, like my sister, uh, my old, one of my sisters, I mean, she still has debt from college. It's like years later, she's still, you know, she may be done paying for it, but I'd be like, I'm going to knock out your college debt. Boom. It's done. Right. You, you, you don't have to worry about that. And I think that would fulfill me more than, than saving it and investing it. I'm like, ah, oh, man, let's, let's just have a good time and, and spread the wealth. But again, I always enjoy our conversation. So thank you for, uh, for having me on, on your, on our, on our little podcast. On our, yeah. Our podcast. Well, and I, I think too, you know, there's a quote that says that in life pain is inevitable but suffering is optional. And when we start to become aware of, like you said, yeah, money can be stressful, but I really come from the place very grounded and clear of, I understand, but you know, when you spend all the energy in the narratives and stories versus actually doing something about it or making new choices or trusting, which you're like, what do you trust in? Well, tomorrow's probably going to come. You're going to have new opportunities. You might get a rent. You don't know, but if you start to fine-tune your awareness to see the blessings, they show up more and more. The people, like going to a Team RWB event, you might meet someone who has a, who inspires and connects you to somebody. Like the opportunities of life and for creation itself is endless. And it's so important that we remember that and that money is a resource to make things happen and just to create with it. But if anything, 
like Marty, like the cars are great, but really people love you because of you. You know, it's like even I had, um, and I know we're getting ready to close here in a moment, but I, one of the reasons I got myself in the situations I did in 2019, like I said, it wasn't debt. It was the fix it reflex I had. I want to fix everybody here. I mean, I have, I have money now. I can fix this. I can fix that. Here, I'll make you happy. Here, I'll pay you more than, you know, anybody else is paying for this job. And that ended up depleting me. And so like, you know, the thing is, is that money highlights so much of our character because of not what about us having it, but what we do with it. Right. And how we are in relationship with it. So, you know, as this is a different kind of conversation about money, but the intention, especially that I think we want to bring forth for you guys is that this is a free resource now that you get to start with. It's something to start with is changing your relationship with your perspective of it and then getting curious about what it is you really want. So then you can live and create a life you don't need to escape from. Right. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. And i tell you what, Mel, the, this conversation along with all of our other conversations, right? So to our listeners, um, you know, we've gotten some great feedback from a lot of you. Uh, we've gotten uh, text messages, emails, phone calls. And I, I got to tell you, Mel, I appreciate all of the phone calls and text messages I've gotten uh, from folks I didn't expect, but they, they've always given us some great feedback. But we encourage you to keep listening, right? All of our all of our past podcasts, you can find them on on YouTube, right? You can find them on Spotify, correct? Where, Apple, where else can we ev- find them? Everywhere. And the big thing is we really do appreciate you sharing this. This is such a big gift that uh, to be able to partner with Humana and have these conversations to address the underlying stuff around health and well-being. And please share these episodes. You know, if there's something that comes up that a friend, you know, it, it helps so much. And even more so, subscribe. Um, give us a, a lovely review. Um, and if you're in San Antonio, definitely check out some of the things we're doing. We have food distributions coming up and different events, and we'd love for you to be part of our community. Absolutely. And again, guys, we're, we're all in this together, right? And again, this is definitely a collaborative effort with Operation Within and, uh, and all of our military families out there. Again, we, we, we deal and we cope with a lot. Uh, but we are definitely an example for our neighbors and our friends, right? So what we do and how we go, uh, we, we, we have that influence. We have the power to influence, right? So we can change a life. And by when we model the behavior that we want to see in others, it starts with us. And it starts Beautiful. from within. So, again, so I encourage you keep listening to our podcast, Mullen Marty. Uh, we, will, we will catch you on our next episode. Uh, but until then, uh, take care of yourselves, right? Keep it simple. Don't forget to eat and don't forget to smile. We'll check you guys later.